out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be it's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandera Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star On Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shandera Peschel and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hey there, welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are, C31 Charity. I'm Chandara Pashal, and for today, we have Courtney Chang filling in for Steven Zhao as our co-host. Hey, Chandara. Thanks for, so much for the introduction. I'm really <laughs> excited to be doing this today. Who wouldn't be excited? as music is one of the most fun things we can have a conversation about, which I could talk about it for hours. And in case you can't already tell by what I just said, we're bringing you another show in our series on music. Courtney, who are your favorite artists currently? Oh my gosh, I have I always have so many, and I feel so bad whenever people ask me because I somehow feel guilty not saying everyone that I listen to. Um, well, right now, my top four are... Two British artists, One Direction, they're a band, and then Ed Sheeran, who is like an indie acoustic guitar. He's a musical genius, I swear. And then YouTube, two YouTube artists, AJ Raphael and David Choi, who you should check out because they're really good. I love YouTube artists. Like, I love searching YouTube purposely just to listen to music they that I haven't so, heard. It, it's so amazing because like, I, feel, I feel like YouTube artists, they have to try twice as hard to get known on YouTube. Yeah, so it's like a guarantee that they're so good and yeah, knowing that there are like a billion people too, like that are yeah. also trying to do the same thing. So I feel so supportive when I like find people on YouTube and like they just like got their stuff on iTunes and then I buy it and everything like yeah. that. I always I, I somehow feel so proud of them, even though I don't even know them. Exactly. Do you like Adele at all? Since she's another British artist. Oh, I love Adele. 
I like I I love her so much, and I respect. Res- yeah, and I respect all these musicians so much as like people too. It's like I don't I don't know. There's as a musician, I have so much respect for people who are able to make a living out of it because I think it's such a difficult path to go down. And people who can do all that and still like stay humble. Yes, that too, is a very important part of it. Yeah, because some people are so humble, and it kind of takes out the goodness of their music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for today, we have one of those very humble musicians, actually one of my friends from school. His name's Mackenzie Dimmler, and he'll be joining us for our second segment. So I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I love talking to musicians, and I don't know, that's, like... It's just nice to ask them things because they tell you stuff that you never really think about. Yeah. And, like, when I used to play music, I used to love talking to people about being a musician because there's so much to learn about it, you know? But, yeah, so... Have someone we can talk to? I, I thought... I think Courtney Tran is here, right? Yes, she is. Um, and so here is our field reporter returning, Courtney Tran, returning with her segment, Radio Junkie. Welcome, Courtney. Hey, so um, since today's topic was music, I thought I would save individual song reviews for a day when there was actually a theme. That way I could have a little bit more of a pick, especially since last week I also spent not really reviewing songs specifically. So I, although I am very happy to see Kelly Clarkson back at the top of Billboard since I think it's been way too long since she's been up there. She's been taking these enormous breaks Same with Demi Lovato, and it's nice to see Adele hanging around in number two with Set Fire to the Rain. However, I thought I'd like to focus today's discussion on, um, I guess you'd call it music elitism, at least that's what I've called it, you know, judging people because of their music tastes. I don't know if some of you guys have run into this before, but... um, Oh, definitely. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You ask someone what kind of music they like, and then there's kind of a stereotype, a judgment that comes with whatever they say. Say they like rock, punk, folk, and then you have like the Berkeley hipster image if they say polk. Yeah, not polk, folk. <laughs> you get um. Well, I guess I mean there's nothing wrong with polka either. No, but nothing at all. <laughs> I don't know. This ties in a lot, I think, with the hipster movement. You know, liking things before they become social trends. For example, I was talking to a friend just yesterday, actually, and we were talking about just YouTube artists we found, and he said, I knew this one group, and they were really cool, but they went and ruined it by getting sponsored by McDonald's and showing up in all their commercials and stuff. And um, I thought that was funny. I asked him why, and he said, you know, it just ruins their feel, you know? They were cool before they went and fed into all the corporations. What? Mm. I mean, you, you can't really judge people on that, because as a band, they just... They want to become bigger than yeah, being more famous. And they so want to make a living. Yeah, yeah McDonald's is going to help them do that, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I think the line gets drawn when their music and their art begins to change to reflect their sponsors instead of the music that they want to make. But I think as long yeah. as they cross that line, it's definitely fine to be sponsored. I mean, I'd love to be sponsored. Sometimes the people like cross the line of becoming kind of like, they have mass-produced songs that kind of sound a little bit like they were straight out of some kind of factory or something. Like they sure. start sounding like all the other songs on the top charts and it gets mm-hmm. kind of sad. <laughs> I think that definitely applies to a lot of 
no offense to anyone Disney, but a lot of the Disney artists, the ones who don't start out as singers but are turned from actors into singers in order to promote certain movies, certain TV shows, certain programs. And you know what? I think that's a bit ridiculous because... It takes the art out of it. Yeah, Yeah. it's so clear when you hear their music that it was formulaic. They had nothing to do with the writing process. They don't... it, It doesn't feel like they bring anything individual or original to the table. Every song is like a a ripoff of one of Disney's old songs or, you know, have you ever noticed that all of the fairy princess themed Disney songs that they sent out with Emily Osment, Hayden Panettiere, Demi Lovato, all of those have almost the exact same backing track and all of them have the same chords. It's And same 4-4 yeah. four, four rhythm and everything yeah, that, like that. It, well, I feel like that's the same with like all pop songs these days. Which well, is, some, I guess, I feel like it's starting to change a little bit. Just to there, yeah. Because um, I... I do think artists like Adele and um, Fun, you know, they they came out with their single We Are Young. I'm interested to see what else they come out with. They do have very unique sounds that I I love. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't listen to pop, other, I guess you'd call formulaic music. Mm -hmm. But I really do think that the sort of formulaic, give them what they want, let's put down a basic techno beat, wrap something on top of it derogatory to women and sell it. Yeah, wait, who, who were you saying released We Are Young? That, that It sounds so familiar, but I can't. We Are Young by Fun, it's um, give me a second eye, I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. Yes, yeah. Oh, that song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> it, I was surprised Glee covered it. it. It was one of the few songs that I really thought Glee ruined. But, I mean, mm-hmm. look, I, I love Glee. I'm a solid Gleek, as anyone who's heard my first segment would be able to attest to. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I'm a very, I'm a very big Glee fan too. Mm-hmm. Is it yeah, Stephen um, a big Glee fan too? I actually, <laughs> I Stephen trying. has very weird interests. Let, let's say he is a Glee fan. <laughs> deep, deep, deep down. <laughs> yes. Like really deep I, down. Well, I, I feel like he has talked about how he has liked some of the episodes, so. Some of, yeah, but um, I haven't really, you know, been able to convert him to real fandom. But real back hurt. to the topic here, I suppose, um, music hipsterdom, music elitism, whatever you'd like to call it. My only issue with that is that I can't think of a way to fix it. Because music is inherently an expression of emotion, who you are. Because even if you don't write music, you listen to music that you're able to identify with. Or at least that's the case for the great majority of us. yeah. Wait, so, as a musician, Courtney, do you find yourself judging music artists? Because I've been playing violin for nine, almost ten years now, and whenever I find myself like judging some probably like really auto-tuned or mainstream artists, I always try to tell myself like, don't judge them because you don't know like, what exactly they go through. So, do you find yourself doing that as well? On occasion, but the way I solve the problem is this is partially just because I'm an intense music nerd, but. <laughs> I go and look up all their biographies. I keep up with the music news really closely, actually. Like, the mm-hmm. two the two magazines I read are, like, The Economist and Billboard. Oh, nice. <laughs> not, not even the magazine. I go on the website and just surf it all the time. But um, I know a lot about the artists themselves. I know a lot about their backgrounds, their past lives. Mm-hmm. I could list off pretty much every major star that's come out of X Factor or American Idol, and I love the X Factor. Sorry. 
All right. As much as I love this conversation, I think we have to go to break. So thank you so much, Courtney. When we return, we will have my friend Mackenzie Dimmler on to talk about his whole music spiel. And you are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community for teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Courtney Chang. And I'm Shandara Fashaw. And we'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show, Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Chandara Pashal. And I'm Courtney Chang. So, Chandara, do you, we just talked about all this pop music, but do you ever yes. listen to any classical music? Um, believe it or not, I kind of do. I enjoy Bach a lot. Um, though, I feel as though like if you asked me a title of a song by him, composed by him i couldn't really name one but i have heard um a bunch of things he's done and i feel like out of all the classical music that i've heard for some reason i gel with that more but i kind of wish i was disciplined enough to compose my own kind of (laughs) classical music and play it i wish i could compose it like i play (laughs) violin so i guess i can play bach but composing is just way over my head our first guest though yeah our first guest though i think 
I'm pretty sure he's on his way to doing both. He can play it. I know he's such an amazing player, but I haven't really heard his compositions yet. So please welcome one of my very good friends from school, Mackenzie Dimler from Danville, California. Hey, Mackenzie. Hey, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a bit about yourself. Like, what do you, what do you play and all that? Well, my main instruments are the bassoon and the contrabassoon, and I've been playing those for almost four years. But I started in the fourth grade on the clarinet, like so many wind instrument players do. Uh And then at about sixth grade, I switched to the bass clarinet because I really liked that low sound. And then in eighth grade, someone came into our band class and showed us this weird instrument called the bassoon, and I fell in love. And I've been playing it for ever since. So you just started playing it like I know I know the bassoon is a double reed instrument. Now we're getting all yes. technical here, but <laughs> did is it was it harder to learn? Um because I already had experience with the wind instrument, it wasn't as hard as I expected it to be. Okay. But so for those of us who are listening and don't know what the heck a bassoon is, would you like to describe <laughs> it for us? All right, here we go. Let's try this. Okay. Bassoon it's a double reed instrument, which means that instead of a mouthpiece, it just has a reed. And it's it's two pieces of cane. It's one piece of cane folded over on itself and then sliced open so that the two sides vibrate together to make the sound. And it is a, it's, the range goes into both tenor and bass. So it can play the very high melodic parts and also the super low bass line. Okay. And there aren't, it's a, it's a uncommon instrument. So yes. <laughs> it's, it's nice for me going to college playing the bassoon. Oh yeah. It's a lot less competition. Oh yeah. It's a lot less <laughs> Unlike the violin, the violin who <laughs> almost everyone plays, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's nice to play violin. Like, I feel like that would be really fun to play and it always has a nice sound. It is. And it's, I don't know, because, like, the violin is tuned in, like, C, but then I know other instruments are tuned differently, so it's, like, recognizing pitches and notes and all that. I know it becomes difficult. Is the bassoon tuned in C? The bassoon is tuned in C, yeah. Okay, so it's easy for you, too, then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to transpose anything. It's really nice. Oh, no. Yeah, transposing is awful. Yeah, transposing, I don't really get, like... I don't see the fun in it, really, so I don't know. Could somebody explain to our audience what transposing actually is? Yeah, I think Mackenzie uh, might be better for this one. <laughs> I can do that one. So it's going to get pretty technical, but uh, originally music was written, like, in most the first instruments were in the key of C, which is has no flats, no sharps, super easy. But then some instruments, I think they just ended up sounding better when they were made in a different key. Like the clarinet, for example, is in the key of B flat. So transposing would be taking music that is written in C and you'd have to change the notes. So a a C would actually be a B flat for the clarinet. So everything is completely different, throws everyone off. But in order to really get to that heightened level of music knowledge, you need to know how to do that. I'm very glad that I play a C instrument because I don't think I would fare well doing that at all. I'm glad I chose a C instrument in the end. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Is so you... it har- Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask if it was complicated to tune a violin. 
Um, oh, gee. I don't... See, I've been playing violin for a very long time, and recently, actually, because I, I'm not in AP Music Theory, but I am the teacher aide for that <laughs> class. So I've kind of noticed that when they do these things called dictations, where the teacher will play a very simple melody, and the students have to write it down, they have to write the note and all the rhythm, I've noticed that the students can't get the notes right, which is kind of surprising to me because I've always found note recognition very easy. So tuning a violin, it's just matching all the notes to the proper like tone of it. So I don't know if for other people it's harder, but I feel like I'm not really one to judge it. I'm, I, I hope that's I hope that's an appropriate answer. But Courtney, I think I'm on the same page as you. I've always found note recognition to be simple. Yeah. Right. Do you mean by ear? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By ear. Okay. Do you play if, an instrument? Yeah. Um. I used to play bass guitar and drums, which, just for the record, I do not know how to tune drums. It's really complicated. I tried to do it once, but I only ended up making a bass drum sound really weird. But um, <laughs> bass guitar, I pretty much I did by ear with tuning. And then um, when I stopped playing for a while, I wasn't as good as I was at doing it by ear before. So it was kind of funny how I kind of lost that within, like, a few <laughs> months. But then it's really easy because all you have to do is, like, plug it into a tuner. Yeah, that's and it basically true. just has this light that goes back and forth and tells you if you're sharp or flat, and then it'll be green when it's in the middle. So, Wait, <laughs> that's pretty easy. Drums? Do you mean the drum set? Drum set, yes, like a drum. So kit. you you have to tune a drum set? I didn't yeah, know that you can, actually. You have to tune like the toms and the snare drum and the bass drum, and um, you can tighten the cymbals to make them sound like really like washed out or like oh. really tight and. Yeah, I tried to tune a bass drum with somebody once, and it, it was just, it was disastrous. <laughs> uh, so, do you change it to the note, the, the note value of it, or what? It's like, I guess you can do that, but, like, I still, it feels, I feel dumb, but I, like, still need to know more about it. But <laughs> basically, you just want it to, like, however your preference is, it's not really like a, I'm going to tune it to this note kind of thing or like the key of the song or anything like that. It's just more like, do I want it to sound really, really low or do I want it to sound tight? And like, okay. you would know the difference if you heard a giant bass drum sound yeah. really like low and messy. That's what I accidentally kind of tuned. It <laughs> did. Um, and it kind of just got washed out and really thumpy and like weird and like nobody uses that kind of setting on yeah. a drum. But, um, yeah, that's basically what it is. And then I think the snare drum, you just pretty much tighten the little snare things at the bottom. Uh-huh. So you play electric bass and drums. Do you in a band of some sort, jazz band? Um, No, not jazz. I was learning jazz, but then music was kind of more of a hobby for me and not something, like, I really wanted to do for a career. So I decided to get focused on other things. But, um, yeah, I kind of played, I played, like, general rock music with people wasn't anything like really complicated or anything what so you played rock yeah like kind of like same four generic chords over and over again kind (laughs) of stuff like that (laughs) nothing really like crazy yeah i've um i actually play the electric bass as well and oh uh, awesome yeah so this year i've I'd never gotten into jazz but this year i actually jumped into the senior jazz combo just give it a shot and 
it's really is it hard it's much more difficult than playing rock i would assume so because in the rock you have you have music yeah okay you're gonna play this chord this chord this chord and you're gonna kind of stay on that note basically they give you the yeah. bass note to play the bass note jazz is not that not at jazz, all they give you but they we played out of the the real book which is like the the bible of jazz music and um I, I got the bass clef book thinking I'd, I'd just play what notes are written on the page, but no. They have, little, <laughs> they have letters written every now and then that, that are the, the chord name, and you're supposed to take that chord name and just play around in that chord. And that was new for me. I, I just improvised? Yeah. Bass music yeah. and jazz is constant improvisation. And it's really difficult, but it's a lot of fun once you get into it. Yeah, rock music and jazz, so different with bass, because it's like rock music kind of like, if this makes any sense to anybody, it kind of feels like the electric bass doesn't have much of a personality. But when you play something like jazz, it kind of gets yeah. to have its own thing yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie, how different is jazz from the stuff you do with bassoon? Because I know you're in the Young People's Symphony Orchestra. Like, yeah. how is it transitioning <laughs> between the two? <laughs> it's really, really weird. Um, <laughs> jazz is well, for me, is practicing in my friend's garage, having oh, fun, yeah. you know, like drinking sodas and playing, <laughs> hey, let's play this song, let's see how it goes, and then just kind of go, but YPSO, which is, is what we call it, YPSO, it, uh, well, it's much more to the point, follow this line, do exactly what the conductor says to do, you know, but mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy it, and I've been in YPSO for just about three years, and it's really been a great experience playing in a in a big orchestra, being part of such a big group like that. What do you like best about it? Because I know you often complain that you don't have <laughs> near enough parts to play. So. Well, yeah, that I have I have the parts when I'm playing bassoon, but as I mentioned before, I also play the contra bassoon, which mm-hmm. is in theory a bass bassoon. It's a yeah. bass bassoon. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a tuba with a reed, and okay. um, there aren't many parts for it. And we just got music recently where I only play in the third movement, so I get to sit there for the first two. But that'll be fun. That's but, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, really cool instrument. And right. for anybody out there, you should just, even if you don't have any interest in playing music or any of that, just just look into the bassoon just because just the name in general is a more fun name than like any other instrument. <laughs> so um, I'm so sorry, Mackenzie, but we, we're going to have to cut you off for the segment. But we will have Mackenzie Dimmler in second, segment three, so that's cool. And so it's time for another quick break, and you can visit us at btsya.com. And we'll be right back. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jacob Lattimore, with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.steptoptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. 
It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Antipreservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. We're your hosts, Courtney Chang, filling in for Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandra Pashal. And we're back with Mackenzie Dimmler, who was in our last segment discussing his musical experiences, playing bassoon and the contrabassoon, and transposing. Welcome back, Mackenzie. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so we were just talking about the bassoon, and you mentioned earlier that not many people played the bassoon, so how does that affect like what you want to do with it in the future? Because I'm assuming you're going to do it in college, right? Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. it, it definitely affects... I, I have a feeling it, it affected my choice to play it in college because I know that there's less competition for me to get into the college I want to go to and have maybe scholarship options. And um, I've actually already auditioned at my first, I auditioned at University of Washington a couple weeks ago, and it was really quite the experience flying up there, playing my prepared pieces, playing the sight reading, playing the scales, all the, all the regular stuff for the audition, and then flying back home and but the bassoon is definitely going to be my career. What school were you planning on going to to play it? Um, I auditioned. Well, I've applied to plenty of schools, but my <laughs> my dream 
college for my first four years would be the University of Oregon. Mm, very nice. So you auditioned at Washington. Did you audition at any other places? Um, I sent in tapes because I couldn't make it to their audition dates, but I, I sent in a tape to University of Oregon, uh, the North, Northwestern University in Illinois, the University uh -huh. of Iowa, uh, UCLA and USC, and then nice. I'm going to, I'm actually going to audition at Colorado State University next Saturday. So, Ooh, awesome. Yeah. So, I'm assuming you looked for more toward the music departments when you're choosing the schools to go. Yes. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they were there. Well, all the schools I applied to have fantastic music programs, um, but the one that most appealed to me was University of Oregon. Uh, I really liked their bassoon professor there. He was a really cool guy, and he had really cool techniques that he was teaching me when I went up to meet him. And um, and then also, um, they have a fantastic marching band, which is something I also really enjoy. So. Oh, yeah. So tell us about marching band, because you are very important in our marching band. Yes. At, at, our, <laughs> at our high school this year, I was the drum major, which is the conductor and the leader of the marching band. Wow. So, yeah. So that was that was my entire first semester was teaching the marching band and leading them in competitions and at the football games. Was that tough? It was really tough. <laughs> so what exactly because, did you have to do? All right. So every Monday and Wednesday after school, we'd have our rehearsals and <laughs> we'd get there and Mrs. Glass, our director, would go into her office and say, have fun, Mackenzie. I get up on the podium and I, all right, guys, let's start. And I have to take roll. I'd lead the class, I'd give the hand out the music, teach the music, teach the marching techniques. It was really my my foray into teaching, which is partial part of my um, career choice. So, so you're going to go into music education after college? I'm, I'm, I want to double major in music performance and music education. Oh, wow. What yeah. were the marching techniques? It, uh, like... You've, you've, I guarantee you, you've seen a marching band perform on field. It's all of the yeah. flashing with the horns and turning and the actual <laughs> act of marching and keeping everyone in the same step. Yeah. It was more difficult than I expected it to be. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. How many people were in the marching band? Uh, my band this year was 63 people, and that included our, our uh, almost 10-girl color guard, which is the flag unit. Oh wow! Oh nice. It was a, it was, I had a. I loved my band. They were great this year. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the thing about music because once you really get into it and it's a part of your life, so much of what you do is like not really dictated, but is kind of directed by your music. Definitely. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Chandra, did you do anything more with your music? Like um, not really. really. It was kind of like just casual playing. Um, you know, just like kind of just had fun with it. And I played some pretty cool venues here in Los Angeles, like the Roxy and the Whiskey. And um, Wait, you played at the Roxy? What? You played at the Roxy? Yeah. Oh my gosh, when was this? It was like a few years ago, like 2009, 2008. Um, one of my first big gigs was at the Whiskey, though, which was just, like, so cool, which is, I mean, literally right down the street from the Roxy. 
Wait, the Sunset Strip just has the coolest places, but how how do you play at these places? Because whenever I hear people playing at the Roxy and the Whiskey, it's always like all these big name people that are going down to tour, and it's always sold out. So it's funny. It's because like it's not. Um, you can play there during the daytime, which is a lot easier than like a prime uh-huh. spot. And I think that when it's at nighttime, all the places like the Whiskey and the Roxy and stuff. Um, on like a Saturday night, let's say it's kind of like paid to play, so it's kind of like you have to sell a certain amount of tickets, okay. and if you don't, I think you end up having to pay a very large fee. Oh my um, goodness! But yeah, I didn't really deal with any of the bookings, so it's I wouldn't know that much. But I do know that it's kind of like a thing that's been written about quite a bunch by people in Los Angeles about um, pay to play and how people should just be able to pay, be able to play and not have to pay at least, you know, $600 to play one night somewhere for about 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, understandable. But it's, it's like, so cool. Best sound. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've never played there on a Saturday night, though. I think that's kind of more for the people, like you were saying, more well-known. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I had a question, but I forgot. I hate it when that happens. Um, <laughs> Anything you need to refresh your memory on that? I have no clue. It just came to me. Oh, I was, uh, because it was all the big name people. So I was thinking, the music industry is so hard to get into. And I was just, like, wondering how, like, because I play music, but I, for a while I was thinking about a music major, but then I decided eventually that, I didn't want to go into a music major exactly because I would really enjoy like reading and writing and I want to make a career out of it. So in college, I'm hoping I can do a music minor and eventually be a private teacher once I graduate. So I was just kind of wondering with both you and Mackenzie, how you decided what music would be in your futures since it's so hard to do it like out in the industry. Mm. Well, I can tell you for me... Oh, sorry about that. No, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I can tell you for me that music has always been a thing that I've I've latched onto right when I started in fourth grade that I just really, really enjoyed and always wanted to go that extra step farther, see how much more I could do with it and much I could improve. And it's gotten to the point where I've performed from solos and played so many places and with so many different groups that I just I want to continue doing that. I want to play in a in a big orchestra one day and teach. Well, I've already started doing private lessons and that's really fun, but I really do want to teach kids how to how to learn this amazing art, you know? Yeah, so you teach how often do you teach? I have I give clarinet lessons to a a fourth grader that I've babysat for a long time every <laughs> Wednesday night, and I give um, percussion lessons to a freshman at my school on Thursdays right after school. So you, uh, so yeah. music for you was kind of, at least for you, I feel like it was more of like a nurturing role. Has anyone inspired you as you, I, I'm assuming you inspire all these young students as well? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, two big inspirations would be my private, my private teacher, Cyril Perry, I've been studying with her for four years, and she just pushed me and pushed me and pushed me, and it's definitely helped me improve, even uh-huh. how much I complain about it. I know I do, but <laughs> <laughs> all of that practicing, oh my gosh. 
But the other one would be my, my high school director, Mrs. Glass. Yeah. Because she's given me so many opportunities. Yeah, it's so amazing. It's amazing the, that the you practice, had a teacher yeah. like that. Yeah, I the definitely got lucky. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the practicing, though. Um, I know it's such a big part, and a lot of people hate practicing. How did you motivate yourself to practice? A lot of times, I can't. It's it's really hard to get myself <laughs> to sit down and play the same thing over and over to get it, you know, perfect. But mm-hmm. when there's a deadline, you know, I need to I need to have this done by by this concert. This concert, oh, it's coming up. It's in a couple weeks. I better get this done perfect, you know. And then I sit down and I play 30 minutes a day. It's not that much, yeah. but you've got to be self motivated to to do this. Yeah, I feel like that's a really big thing because when. Especially nowadays with high school, there's all the homework and everything. I always feel so guilty that I have no time to practice. Like, I always try to get in at least an hour of practicing a day, but then I'm thinking, I want to do more, but I'm already sacrificing my sleeping time by doing this. And so it's just so hard to balance. Yeah, it really is to all of this multitasking kind of stuff is like, it gets to be a little bit annoying, but it's rewarding in the end. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare for auditions at colleges, Mackenzie? Um, well, it's for me, it's just like preparing for a, a big concert coming up. You know, they they give you okay, you got to have one piece in this style and another piece in this style. And all right, I pick my two pieces, I sit down and play them for a while, and then put the horn away and wait till the next day. So I don't totally wear myself out on a song, but I'm not the orthodox, like the super obsessed practice person. Like when I went up to Washington, I could see these people and I could, it seemed like they practiced for like hours a day. And, uh, I definitely didn't do that, but I'd spend the entire week before just playing and playing and playing and playing the same piece over and over again. You know, it's repetition. Uh, All you can do. (laughs) Yeah. As much as I can go into practicing, unfortunately, we have to go now. Thank you so much for joining us, Mackenzie. Thank you so Thank much. You. For me. Yeah, so it was great. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Courtney Chang, and I'm Shanara Pashal, and we'll be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. 
The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Chandara Pashal. And I'm Courtney Chang, filling in for Stephen Zell. And for those of you tuning in right now, we just got done um, with our segment with Mackenzie Dimler, talking about music and colleges and the bassoon. Yeah, and before that, we had one of our field reporters, Courtney Tran, and now we'll have Chandara with her segment on Tough Talks. Um, thank you, Courtney. <laughs> so uh, Tough Talks, in case I've done it once before, and in case you don't know what that is, it is um, basically my little segment about things that teens usually don't want to talk about, such as or talk about with their parents, I should say, such as drugs and sex and, um, you know, peer problems, peer pressure, things that you question, um, all kinds of stuff. So this segment, um, we'll be talking about stuff related to the music industry. And um, I guess I'd just like to talk about the mass production of uh, children today being becoming going from actor to singer to actor and singer and how I don't think that is – it's putting out an awkward image, and I feel like when you have your five-year-old child see that repeatedly on television, um, such as like a Disney actor going from actor to singer and then kind of being able to do it all, it's kind of putting out something, I feel, to young children that you kind of have to be like a – I wouldn't say multi-talented because I don't think talent is always the case um, – when you have multiple things you're doing, but I think it's saying you kind of have to do it all. And I don't know. I don't feel right about that. Um, That's an interesting view actually, because actually I found it really interesting because a few weeks ago, I remember we had that, that, uh, the show about show business and how mm-hmm. we were saying like, you have to do all these things. And I kind of agree with you that they, we should, we shouldn't, they shouldn't, I don't know, whoever pushes the actors and actresses to become a singer. I don't know if they really do want to become it or they do it for the media, for the publicity and everything. 
Yeah, it's just another way to, well, like, in my opinion, again, not putting down Disney Channel or the whole Disney um, company at all right now, just using a, an example of a channel that uses a lot of yeah. actors yeah. as singers. Um but uh, also a lot of other channels do that. So I'm just saying one that's popular people. But I'm going to say that I think that oftentimes it's like they're using the same five people. It's not really like they get any like, oh, we're going to have singers on here. and We're going to have actors. There's not really a separation anymore. It really is kind of everybody's just like a triple threat. And like with the dancing involved, too, it's kind of like they do these live shows where – about 80% of the time, none of them are even singing live. They're lip syncing because they're dancing so much, too. And it, it's just, like, a lot. And I feel like it's not – I'm not going to say unnecessary, but at the same time, that's the only word I can think of right now is if you're just going to stick, stay true to your acting career and, like, have a television show that you star in, that's great. But, like, they throw in other things that feel kind of put together really fast – in terms of this wasn't this person's it doesn't seem like it was much of their passion when they never even sing live at all yeah no i understand what you mean because in the past i feel like with when it was back with like high school musical and that all that i think that was almost six years ago um oh my god i was so young (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like they the, the the actors who were on there they actually did have musical roots so at the time, Cause it was a musical. now, yeah, now looking back, I feel like that was a good way to kind of put singing and dancing and acting all in one. But now you see these actors who are being pushed to put out albums. And I mean, I respect them as artists. I respect them all as people who worked really hard to get where they are. For sure. But I feel like they don't really have a very unique musical identity and it kind of loses not really the value of music, but it kind of loses like the significance, like the thing that's so special about it, because maybe they were really a really great actor and then they wanted to become a musician to make their image bigger. And I feel like it's kind of spreading them too thin. Like, why don't you just do something that you're really, really passionate about rather than making your focus diluted. Exactly. And when everything ends up being like, um, you know, then they have the actors sing their own theme song. And again, it sounds most of the time it's very like highly affected music. And it's, it's not, there's a lot of auto tuning involved. I'm not saying auto tune that makes you sound like a robot, but auto tuning to the point where like you wouldn't, it's so obvious if they could actually sing. Yeah. It's just all so it washes, it actually washes out a lot of the vocal tones too. And it kind of is like, well, is this really for listening value, or is it really, really for the network? Exactly. You know? I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I kind of just wonder how it came about. I mean, yeah. I know they use auto-tune and, like, rap and stuff, which I get, because that's like, the tone well, and the style of the music. Auto-tune has been around, like, forever. It's just that, that auto-tune sounding like a robot, I think, started with electronic and then it kind of fused into a lot of other genres, like where it was like exaggerated to the point where it was like, okay, we all know that's auto tune. But I mean, just auto tuning in general, changing somebody's pitch, has been used, I guess, like forever. But I know what you're saying. But what do you think, like, um, the solution could be for all of this mass production, singing, acting, dancing, <laughs> triple threat stuff? 
I don't really know if there's a solution per se because obviously it's still going on. It is going on, but I feel like, and we have to respect the fact that people like listening to it because it is so popular. So I feel like not really to solve it, but we have to respect all music. And I feel like, oh, it's so hard to, so it's hard, hard to, to explain, yeah, or articulate because it's like. You want to respect all music, but at the same time, when you feel like you know that the music that's coming out isn't really true to music in the first place, you want to just say, well, maybe you should stop doing that. But yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. I try to, you know, respect as many genres as I can, whether or not I can stand them, just because somebody's doing something. But I do feel like there's so much pressure on that kind of music in particular. It's not just like it's pop. It's... It's like, it, I almost want to put it into the category of, like, kids' TV show music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's kind of like that, and it doesn't feel like it's actually a genre or anything. And it it honestly doesn't, it's not like when people win Grammys for anything. It's like, I don't, I don't really know. I feel like they're not really in any award shows at all. No. No. That's no, just like Kids' not- Choice Awards performing. Yeah, now, now I feel like we're saying it's pointless, which I really don't want to go to. Yeah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I mean, no offense yeah, I, to anybody who does this. This yeah, is just like our opinions being expressed. Oh, geez. Everybody okay. else has their opinions. There yeah. isn't really a solution to like a certain category of music, I guess. Yeah. I don't, hmm. This is so... so what are your thoughts on, on screamer bands, Courtney? Screamer Oh gosh, that like also, that also falls offer. into that that very dangerous category of bands that I want to respect but I do not understand. Um, I actually haven't listened to that much of it, but I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that I respect, but I do not understand at all. Like it's I I think it's like um, a lot of other genres that people think are, quote, kind of out there. It's just like an acquired taste. Definitely. Well, music is really individualized, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't really judge based on, like, I feel like you just can't judge someone based on their musical preference, which I feel like unfortunately happens a lot these days. Yeah. Especially with, like, the rise of Justin Bieber in particular these days. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in the past, I feel like all the boy bands, because, I don't know, whoever doesn't know already, I'm a very big boy bander. Okay, I'll admit it. I'm a fan. And you know what? So. That's, that's completely fine, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. So, like, in the past, I feel like with, like, the Backstreet Boys and, like, NSYNC and then more recently the Jonas Brothers and everything, I feel like they had their own identity because the Jonas Brothers, they made their own music. They had a really rough start. They came from, like, they came from New Jersey. They made their way onto Broadway. Got into Disney Channel after like getting oh, I didn't dropped by. Oh, know the by... Broadway thing. Yeah, so I feel like I don't know. It's just I totally forgot where I was trying to go with this. I have two questions for you. Yes. If you don't remember what you're gonna say. No, go um, ahead. Okay. First of all, if you were gonna be in a band, what would you like to do in the band? And the second question being. Who do you like better, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? <laughs> okay, I'll go with the second question first, uh, the Backstreet Boys. 
probably really? because, yeah, actually probably because when I was really, really little, my parents, actually my mom still kind of listened to them. So I probably just listened to them more than I did NSYNC. Mm. So it's probably not really a matter of preference, but I know them a bit better. And then if I was in a band, I would love to be a guitarist and probably do backup vocals. I don't feel like I have enough, like the front man, front person presence to be a, uh, a, a the, the main singer. It's an acquired presence. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's, so what that's about hard, you? though. What um, about you? I, what? Sorry. What would you like to do in a band? Oh, I'd probably be the bassist like I was before. They get to hold everything together with a bass line, and they don't have to sing. And, well, they'll do backup vocals every once in a while. But, um, I don't know. They get four strings on an instrument, and that's pretty fun. But, unfortunately, it's time to actually cut out of this conversation as we are done with our show for today and i want to thank everybody for listening and thank you courtney chang for all of this thank you so much it's been, it's been such a pleasure to be here hosting express yourself so yeah. listeners we want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions so please email us at btsya teen radio at gmail.com that's btsya teen radio at gmail.com so check out our website at btsya.com you can upload your creative works at our site for free get involved with be the star you are charity and just know we really really appreciate all your donations most of all express remember to express yourself i'm courtney chang and i'm chanara pashal thanks so much for listening good night Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself go